Go to Acts chapter 28 tonight. Acts chapter 28. And we're going to read verses 1 through 6. Acts 28, verse 1 through 6. It says, And when they were escaped, then they knew, uh, they knew that the island was called Melita, and the barbarous people showed us no little kindness, for they kindled a fire and received us every one because of the present rain and because of the cold. And when Paul had gathered a bundle of sticks and laid them on the fire, there came a viper out of the heat and fastened on his hand. And when the barbarians saw the venomous beast hang on his hand, they said among themselves, No doubt this man is a murderer whom though he hath escaped the sea, yet vengeance suffereth not to live. And he shook off the beast into the fire and felt no harm. Howbeit they looked when he should have swollen or fallen down dead suddenly. But after they had looked a great while and saw no harm come to him, they changed their minds and said that he was a god. So this is a neat story we see here. You notice what happened here. The Apostle Paul talks about them escaping. They had just been through a horrible storm that for literally days and days, they're out on this boat in this terrible storm, I mean, just fighting for their lives. And if you read chapter 27, uh, you can read about this this terrible storm. I can't even remember how many days they were in this storm. But you know what? Back then, they didn't they didn't, they couldn't send out an SOS. They couldn't shoot off a flare. Uh, they didn't have any GPSs. And they really had no idea where they are. And they find themselves on this island uh, who knows how far from where they wanted to be. And they're there on this island. And after escaping this horrible, horrible shipwreck that they had, I mean, barely surviving with their lives. And when you see that story too, uh, nobody on that boat died. Paul said that you know an angel had told him that nobody's lives uh, were going to be lost. They were going to lose everything on the boat, but no lives are going to be lost. And no lives were lost. And then after they get off the ship, the barbarous people there, they're being nice to them. They're helping them out. They make a fire for them to warm them up. And just imagine this. Imagine if you were a barbarian, you know, a barbarian from back in those days, and all of a sudden you see some people maybe coming from the sea that were shipwrecked. And it's clear these people have been through a horrible time and they barely escaped with their lives. And then all of a sudden, there he's getting his fire ready. And he goes and he's picking up a stick or something in this fire and a snake comes out and bites him on the hand. A poisonous snake. And notice what they said. Surely this man is a murderer. You know, most people these days, most cultures, they, to a certain extent, believe in you know, kind of the what goes around comes around. Which I guess as Christians we believe, you know, whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. A lot of people will refer to it as karma or whatever like that. And you know what? It's not all the same thing. Uh, it's not clearly God. And God proves that sometimes. But after seeing something like this, this person escapes for his life. I don't know, maybe they were able to tell that he was a prisoner because when he was on that boat, he was a prisoner. Now Paul obviously didn't do anything other than preach the Gospel. But here he goes and... After surviving this, something happens to him that should have killed him. It, I mean, he should have died from that snake bite. And the barbarians, they see this and they think this guy is definitely a murderer. Even though he escaped out there, you know, 
the, the gods or whatever are causing them. They didn't know who the true God was, obviously, because otherwise they wouldn't have thought Paul was a God later. But they're thinking, even though he escaped that, he still got bit by the snake and he's going to die. And so they're just watching him. They're waiting for him to fall over dead. But the Bible says that Paul, he just shook it off his hand into the fire. I mean, the calmness that Paul had, it looks like you know, he just shakes it off. I mean, me, the snake bites me. I'm going to panic. Okay, I'm scared to death of snakes. We, you know, not too long ago we were talking about how since we've lived out here, we've never seen a snake, and it makes us feel good, you know, because just don't like them. I'm, I, we know they're around, but we saw one the other day out at the campground, and uh, we took care of it. <laughs> and, and but you know that I, I'm, I'm scared of them, and to have one bite me. I mean, I'm going to be freaking out. I'm going to be going crazy trying to get up. But he did. He just shook it off. He didn't call out to God. He just. It was like he knew God was going to protect him. He knew that God was going to heal him. And of course, uh, the barbarians, they, you know, they see this and they thought he was a God. And then the Bible doesn't tell us a whole lot about what happened after that. It kind of goes on uh, to the next part of his trip. But I, I want us to look at that though, that snake biting Paul. And I want us to think about that because you know it kind of reminds us that what happened to him was a bad thing. Think about it. I mean, getting bit by a poisonous snake, that's a tragedy, isn't it? Isn't that, I mean, isn't that a tragedy? Now, obviously, we see nothing happen to Paul. But, but wait a minute. But let's remember, getting bit by a snake is a tragedy. That's a bad thing. Paul just went through a horrible shipwreck. I mean, I can't even imagine what it must have been like for him. He's wore out. He's tired from this terrible ordeal. And Paul, he had a lot of faith during that time. He never doubted God or anything. But then after that, he gets off the island and he's greeted by a snake. And it reminds me that Christians often doing the right things, we go through difficult times. And a lot of times the way that we face, or God wants us, I believe, to face them, kind of the way Paul faced this situation. And really, that's just when things happen to us, literally, what we need to do is just shake it off. If you ever heard somebody just shake it off? Maybe you got hurt, you know, when you're a kid and you're playing a game or something, you get hurt, you get knocked down, I'll just shake it off. You're okay. You you can handle it. And that's kind of what we need to do. And I think what Paul was doing there, in John chapter 16, verse 33, I want to read a verse here. John chapter 16, verse 33. If I can find it. Notice Notice what this verse says. It says, These things have I spoken unto you, that in me you might have peace. In the world you shall have tribulation. We looked at this verse this morning, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. God told us we are going to go through difficult times. And what really, what do we do most of the time when bad things happen to us? I mean, think about it. If you were the one that got bit by a snake, you're going to start screaming, aren't you? I mean, you're going to panic. Why? Why is this happening to me? That's kind of how we are when things happen to us. We just go crazy. We focus all attention on that. And it was like Paul literally just ignored what happened to him. He, he just ignored it. And I, and I think there's some, I, I believe that 
there's something that we see there with Paul that I think God wants from us. As Christians, we just got to recognize and understand that things are going to happen. We're going to go through shipwrecks. Spiritually, I guess you could say. We're going to have poisonous snakes bite us. Things are going to happen. But you know what I think God wants us to do? is He wants us just to really not even pay attention to it. Don't focus on it. Paul, you know, in his life, he was so focused on Christ, it's like he didn't even notice the things that were happening to him. When you look at all the times that he was beaten for just preaching the Gospel, all the times that he was thrown into prison, all the trials and things that he went through, and it's like he didn't even notice anything was happening to him. It was like he didn't care. And he couldn't have enjoyed it one bit. And really, a lot of the things that happened, the only time you ever really see Paul talk about it, he talk, he's, he's uh, given an example, and before he talks about all these things he went through, he said, I speak as a fool. I speak as a fool. And then he goes through and he names all these things that he went through. And he says, before he said, he said, I'm speaking as a fool right now. He didn't even want to talk about the difficulties that he faced, what he went through. Paul paid no attention to the difficulties that he came, that came in his life. He was so focused on Christ that it didn't matter what he was going through. I mean, it's kind of like maybe in a football game or something. Those guys when they're playing those games, you know a lot of times they've got to be playing with some serious pain. You see some of the hits those guys take and they, they just get up and they go and they keep playing. How are they able to do that? They're focused on winning that ball game. They're not thinking about their pain. I can deal with the pain later. I can take care of that later. I remember one time I saw a story about a, a police officer. It was a... One of those cop shows, and they had it on video with this police officer. He's standing there by somebody's window, you know, getting ready to give him a ticket, and some car comes flying by, and their car just kind of it hits the officer a little bit, not head on, but I mean, it it got him pretty good, hurt him really bad. And that officer, man, he posed himself. He got in his car, chased that guy down. They got him. They arrested him, and after they arrested him, he just passed out. It hurt him really bad, but he was so focused on catching the guy that did it, he literally forgot about the pain and just kept going. You know, my, my kids, we like watching the Three Stooges. There's a Three Stooges episode where uh, where Mo he falls. And, I mean, you watch that, it's so funny. I mean, you can tell he really got hurt. But after he falls, he just, you know, he, he gets up, you know, he kind of gets up slow and goes chasing after the guys. You can see the scene kind of cut away. And I was watching the thing about them one time and they were talking about that episode. When that happened, he actually busted his ribs. And they said as soon as they finished that scene, he went and he passed out. And it's like, and you see, it's like, how did he not just stay in there on the ground? He was focused on doing what he had to do, just kind of ignored it, and so I'll, I'll worry about it later. And that, I think that's what we need to do as Christians. There's things that we're going to go through in our life. There's going to be things that are painful, and we've got to really just ignore it. And we've got to just shake it off and keep on going for God and just. Not pay attention. Work through the pain. We're going to go through hard times. There's going to be things that happen to us. You know, even when you're doing right, there's going to be things that come up in your life that you don't deserve. That you know that shouldn't happen. There's you know bad things do happen to good people, and just because something bad happens, listen, God, He's still on the throne. In fact, God even told us those things are going to happen in the world. You shall have tribulation, but. Be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. And so many times today, whenever things happen, whenever somebody does get a snake bite, we don't give God a chance 
to heal us. We don't give God a chance to do anything and to help us through those difficult times. We immediately panic. We get all focused on the bad thing that's happening to us and it causes us to end up getting in a lot of trouble. I think about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego when they got thrown in the fiery furnace. Remember, when you they got thrown in the fiery furnace. They didn't want to get thrown in the fiery furnace, did they? But they got thrown in the fiery furnace. And you and I, because we know the whole story, it's like, well, that wasn't a big deal. God protected them. But maybe they got through it because they were so focused on God the whole time. Notice that while they were in the furnace, they were in there with the Son of God. Jesus walking in there in there with them. And I believe the whole time they are in there, they kept their focus on Christ. If it had been you or I in there, we'd have been in, we'd have been in there with Christ. We wouldn't even been burning yet, and we'd have been panicking and just you know screaming and hollering and oh, why are you letting us in this fire? Not even realizing, hey, you're not dead. You're still alive. I remember when I was at Camp Joy working as a counselor there one year. I was uh, I was working at they have the big super slide there. And if you ever go down there, super slide, man, it's it's. Pretty crazy. It's there. This huge slide. You go flying into the water, out into the lake, and they would always have a couple of us out there uh, to help people in case they couldn't swim. And there was, and they would blow the whistle, and you know if it was somebody coming down that couldn't swim. They wore life jackets and everything, but somebody was coming down, so we knew we were gonna have to help this kid. And I remember it was so funny. It was a younger kid, and he comes down that slide. He goes into the water, and he immediately pops up. He's wearing a life jacket, and he's got his hands over his face, and he's just screaming, "Help! Help! Help!" <laughs> and I had to call him. I was like, "Hey, hey, look! You're you're above water. You're fine." And he he calms down. He looks around and realizes he's floating, and he just swam back to the shore and was fine. But he was screaming his head off like he was drowning. And I had to call him down. Hey, you're okay, bud. And that's kind of how we are sometimes. When we're going through the difficult times, we're screaming in panic. We're just, you know, and we don't even realize, hey, we are okay. We're still surviving. God has not abandoned us. He's not forgotten us. In fact, God may be doing a work, but we're so busy panicking, we don't even see it. For example, Peter when he was walking on the water. Do you think Peter was walking on the water because of his own power? Or do you think it had to do with the presence of Jesus Christ? Because we see that as soon as he started looking off at everything that was going on around him, that he began to sink. But then when he said, Lord, save me, got his focus back on Christ, Jesus walked him back to the ship. You know, but... At the same time, a great miracle has taken place, but when he got focused on the actual surroundings and circumstances, it caused them to sink. And we might be going through difficult times, but if we get too focused on those things, we might miss something amazing that God's trying to do. And sometimes, too, when it comes to the battles that we face, I mean, it's just one battle after another. I mean, here Paul gets through one horrible ordeal and then immediately he's faced with another one. And you know what? Well, that's how it is. It seems like it is a lot of times with us. You know, Lord, please just get us out of this situation. And then we finally get out of that situation just to find ourselves in another situation. Just like Jesus said, in the world you shall have tribulation. And when that happens, it's real easy to get frustrated. It's real easy to look around and say, what's going on? What did I, what did I do wrong? What's happening? Where is God? Many times people, they'll lose their faith and they'll give up on, they'll give up on serving God during the difficult times. Because they're so focused 
on what's happening to him right then. I believe that if Paul would have been focused on that snake, I think he might have swollen, like the Bible said. I think he might have fallen over dead, like the Bible said. But you know, I don't know. So the Bible doesn't tell us everything that happened with those barbarians there. But the Bible says that they thought he was a god. Now you know, I, I'm just, I'm just going to guess from what I know about Paul. He didn't leave them thinking that he was a god. Something tells me, knowing Paul, he probably told them, "I'm no god, folks." He probably did like he did many times. He probably gave them his testimony and told them what a wicked person that he was and how he was the chief of sinners, but how God, Jesus Christ, saved his soul. And I guarantee he told them about him. And that, that it was the Lord that saved him, the Lord that protected him from that serpent. I believe as soon as he was there, he sees all these barbarians, they're, they're being kind to them. He's thinking, man, I want to give these people the gospel. And he had a job that he knew he needed to do. He was on his way to Rome where he was planning on reaching more people for Christ. And the other thing too that we see, if you read the chapter before, he knew they were all going to survive. He knew that he was going to be in Rome. And therefore, when that snake bit him, for him to have died would have meant that God was wrong. And so he didn't even think about it. This snake can't kill me. If this snake kills me, then God's wrong. And so, he didn't even, it wasn't even a possibility in his mind. So what did he do? He just shook it off. And that's the way we've got to be. God has given us promises. We see in this verse in John where Jesus said, be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. When we're going through tribulation, it shouldn't even be a thought that we would entertain that this could get victory over us. When we're facing battles and we have challenges in our life where we're, you know, wonder, you know, where normal people would say, how in the world can you get through that? You know, there's absolutely no hope. That shouldn't even enter our mind because we know what the promises of God are. And many times, the way we act during difficult times, I mean, we're acting, we're literally acting like the promises of God aren't working. That they're not going to help us. And that should not be our attitude as Christians. And it definitely wasn't Paul's attitude. But you know, most people, whenever bad things happen, they think that bad things happen to someone because they did something wrong. In John chapter 9, verse 1 through 3, it says that Jesus, as Jesus passed by, he saw a man which was blind from his birth. And his disciples asked him, saying, Master, who did sin, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, Neither hath this man sinned nor his parents, but that the works of God should be made manifest in him. Jesus, you know, he said, This isn't a result of sin. This situation here with this man that was blind, he was blind because God knew that there was going to come a day and there was going to come a time where he could be glorified through this person's infirmity that he had. He knew that there would be a day when Jesus could heal him and that healing could help give faith to many people. Say, so, well, that's kind of cruel. That guy had to live all those years being blind just to improve the faith of other people. Well, you know what? I guarantee it did something for his faith. Who knows? Had that man been born with his sight, had Jesus Christ never healed him, he might have been one of them crying out, crucify him, crucify him. But I, I highly doubt that he was. Why? Because God allowed that 
that difficulty in his life because he knew later it would produce something even better. Salvation. And many times people, we look at bad things that somebody's going through and we automatically, like the barbarians, think they must have done something bad. They must be really bad people. And you know what we're really saying when that happens is we must be really good people because that hasn't happened to me. I haven't been bitten by a snake. I don't have a child that was born blind. I mean, it really is a way sometimes that people will lift themselves up. But the truth is, sometimes God allows those things to happen so He can do something greater as a result of that. But And sometimes God wants to do a work in our life to show us that He's real and to show others that He's real. And that's why whenever, as Christians especially, when we face trials in our life, we've got to understand that God may be wanting to teach us something and He may be wanting to teach somebody else something. And the truth is, if we really believe that verse in the Bible that says, you know, what is a man profited if he gained the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for a soul? If we really believe in the value of a soul like the Bible teaches... Us going through a difficulty in our life, if it will help bring someone to Christ, we ought to understand that that's, that's totally fair. That God has every right to ask that of us. God has every right to ask us or to expect us to go through a difficulty. He's going to be there with us. He'll never leave us nor forsake us. But many times, we, we mess it up. Because when we face the difficulty, we don't give God a chance to show Himself strong. If we'd have been like most, of, if Paul would have been like most Christians, as soon as that snake bit him, he'd have been laying on the ground, panicking, dying. Have you ever seen that on programs too? You know, where something happens to somebody and they're thinking they're dying, and they're giving these big final words, and then it's like, um, "You're fine. That's not blood. It's ketchup or something like that." I mean, you, you've all seen that kind of thing before, and that's how we are. Sometimes when we're facing a difficulty, we're just like, you know, we're th- this is it. This is the end. And what we ought to be doing is just literally not paying attention to it. We just keep on going for Christ. The two tre- test, the true test of a person is how they deal with difficulties. Because we're all going to go through them. Save people, lost people. People that are right with God, people that are backslidden on God, they are we're all going to face difficulties. And so here's the question is when you go through those difficulties, what are you going to do? And I believe what God wants us to do is one, He wants us to just shake it off, ignore it. Just I got a snake in my hand. Alright? That's an irritation. You know, there's and there's things like you know, they're going to irritate us, they're going to bother us, but we're just going to keep on going. We have a mission. We have something we're supposed to accomplish. And you know what? I cannot devote my whole life to this one little trial that's going on right now. Just shake it off. Some people, when they go through a difficulty, I mean, man, it will consume the next year of their life. That's all they're going to talk about. I mean, that's it. You, you, they, all they want to talk to you about is that difficulty they went through. There's people out there today, I've talked to people here in town that they will not go to church anymore because 
or maybe a difficulty they went through in their church. Something bad happened. Maybe they were treated unfair in the church. Somebody said something bad about them. You know what they need to do? They just need to shake it off. Just get rid of it. But no, what do they do? They hang on to it. They don't let it go. They focus on it, you know. After he shakes that, you know, we shake it off. But then we're going to look at those, you know, you're just waiting for it to swell up, just waiting for something to happen, screaming. And then they, you know, maybe there's scars that are left from something that you've gone through in their life. And people, they focus on those scars, and they they got to show them. You know, guys, we like to do that sometimes. We like to show off maybe a scar or something we've got. Hey, I check this scar out, you know. But you know, we, we think it makes us look tough or whatever. But as Christians, sometimes we do it. It's like our way of trying to get sympathy from everybody. Look what happened to me. You know, and we love to tell those stories. You know, I was I was serving God. Somebody in the church said something bad. Didn't appreciate what I was doing. You know, I wish I could tell you that everything that you do for the Lord, people are going to look at that and appreciate you for it and say good things. But you know what? Have you ever heard the saying, "No good deed goes unpunished"? I don't know where that. I don't know who came up with that, but I sometimes think they must have been a Baptist <laughs> because I, I've, I've felt that way before. And you know, but you know what? You just have to ignore it, shake it off. I mean, it, the, sometimes when you sacrifice the most and when you work the hardest, that's when somebody is going to feel like they've got to knock you down. And it's like they feel like they got to knock you down a peg or two. And you literally have to ignore it. Let it go. Don't make a big deal about it. Don't go... Listen, I'm not saying that when you're facing something, you cannot ask prayer. Okay, We ought to do that. If you're going through a difficult time in your life, there's absolutely nothing wrong with you asking prayer for it. Because, in fact, it's a good thing because if God answers that prayer then we will we'll be able to see that. Hey, we were praying for that. That was something that... yeah. We, I, I prayed specifically for that. God answered that prayer and we get a blessing from it. It increases our faith as a result of it. But you know what? I've seen people before. I mean, prayer request time, that is their time to complain about how bad God has been to them. I mean, and it's just... I, I, literally, I've heard people before ask for prayer. Be praying for my health. It's not looking good. I don't think it's. Uh, I don't know if it's going to do any good. I'm probably dead, but let's go ahead and pray. It's all I got. <laughs> that's a terrible attitude to have. That's not. That's not what we're talking about. But you know, we pray because we have the hope that this is going to work. That's why we ask for prayer. That I think this. I believe that this will help. I believe this will. You know, this, that God will use us. That God will listen to us. But you know, don't make a big deal about it like, like you're going to die, like it's the end of the world. And then, like Paul did, just stay focused on what God has called us to do. That's helped me many times since starting this church. It's like, okay, I believe the Lord called me to start this church. I believe we're doing the will of God. So if a challenge comes up, if there's a difficulty, maybe a financial one or whatever, I'm in the will of God. I don't believe... You know that God's going to abandon us and not take care of it. I'm not expecting you know the bank to come foreclose on us and you know lock us out. And I don't I don't don't expect that to happen. God's going to take God's going to take care of things. We've got work to do. Let's get focused on. There's things we can worry about. There's things that we can panic about. Oh, you know how long is 
our roof going to last? What if it, what if it caves in? Well, it's not caving in right now. It's doing pretty good. Let's not worry about that. Let's just keep let's keep focusing on the work of God. Let's keep on doing what we're supposed to do. Let's keep spreading the gospel. Let's keep inviting people to church. Let's just keep doing what we're supposed to do. And you know, we're just we're going to ignore that. We're not going to make a big deal out of it. And I believe that this attitude that Paul had is what is what we need. Sometimes there's many people out there, many people I know in the ministry that they are defined by maybe a tragedy that they went through in their life. When they preach, that's all they talk about. They tell they tell their sob story and about how terrible everything was. And you know, people love women especially, they love a good sob story. That's why they watch crying movies. And it's like, you know, I don't understand watching crying movies, but my wife my wife reads books that make you cry. I don't understand that, but a lot of people a lot of people like it. And you know, we're supposed to be in the business of giving the gospel, giving good news. And and the good and and yeah, there's plenty of bad out there that we can focus on, but the thing is, if we get too focused on it, I believe it will bring us down. Just like if Paul would have been focused on that snake. Okay? Snake bites kill from whatever type of snake that was. It was a, it was a poisonous snake. The Bible says it was, so it was. That, that should have killed him. Yeah, that would kill a normal person. But Paul, he was, he was doing the work of God. God can take care of a snake bite. You know what? Financial problems destroy people. Health situations sometimes kill people. But if it's not God's will for us, then we're going to be okay. And if it is God's will, God can do things without us. <laughs> and we just need to be focused on that and just ignore and keep on going for God. So that one us all to stand together tonight with our heads bowed and eyes.